Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Cows, episode 521. It is November the 1st, uh, 2023. Either it's known as All All Saints Day or Dia Los Santos, okay? Or for those of us in (laughs) El Norte, it's just November the 1st. Which means it's four days from the 5th of December and 10 days from Veterans Day. I expect that I'll have a significant episode for both of those days, if for no other reason just to tickle your ears when the time comes. Before we get into the content of today's show, which I got to be honest, it's kind (laughs) of everything including the kitchen sink today, folks. All right. um, The best way you can help me make a difference, the best way you can help me Help you get the word out and build the audience is to like, share, and subscribe. Follow the program. Look, I'm on the social media. I've got a page. I've got a group. Come and follow me there. Join us. I appreciate the feedback. My email, according to callus at att.net. My cell phone, it's out there. It's not that hard to find. I'll give you a hint. It ends in 1852. <laughs> and... For those of you that don't know, I am still on, well, at least the last time I checked, YouTube, and you can rate and or review the program there as well. It is just audio at this time. I just, I can't figure out a way that makes sense to do any kind of a video to go along with this format. Um, I'm hoping that I can pivot and do a little uh, short video segments uh, during the primary season. That should be interesting. And as long as my voice holds out, I'm here. So, last thing, I'm on the uh, Facebook. Like I said, I got a group and a page there, and I have um, stuff that I go do on MeWe and Gab. And I understand that's not everybody's bag, but again, the podcatcher, that is the thing, right? We got to grow our followers there. We got to build the audience. We can make a difference. Just so you know, the social media, I'm about halfway to the number of followers on my page as I have is friends that are on my face page, right? And the followers on the uh, podcast, we're, we're getting to a number that is respectable, but boy, it does not match in any shape or form the number of uh, downloads I get on average per episode. So you got to help me out there, folks. That's what makes the difference. We've got, you know, 550 episodes, about 30 of them are unnumbered and uh, we're we're doing the best we can. We're we're doing what we can here. And when I say we, I mean myself and you, my listening audience, I I do take the feedback. I do appreciate it. And here we go on with the show. All right. November the 1st. This is a very busy month. We had the, uh, we had the visit if you will, from Matt Osborne for Operation Underground Railroad on Monday. And, uh, of course, it was Halloween, if you prefer, uh, Day of the Dead, whatever, whatever your preference is. The the witch's holiday, right? <laughs> Something that, in my upbringing, we generally ignored or pretend didn't even exist because nothing good was coming from that. But, be that as it may, even here in Baptist land... <laughs> 
right? The uh, cultural Christianity has given way to the culture in general, and now everybody does that little bit of Halloween stuff. Now, is it just me or is much of the decoration extremely over the top, excessive, quite annoying, if you will? I mean, we're talking about on par with what people do for Christmas to celebrate death. Not really sure how that came about. And and look, if that's your thing, I mean, no offense. You're free to do what you want to do with that. Even as a conservative Christian, you know, I have enough respect and value of liberty that I am perfectly capable to let you have your space. And honestly, some of the stuff is interesting. I mean, it's kind of impressive in a (laughs) evil sort of way, if you will. But I know most people do this and they don't see the harm and and they don't see the problem there. And if they don't feel that it's sinful behavior, I just kind of let that sleeping dog lie. There's different branches of Christianity that view this thing differently. Again, I'm, I'm not seeing this as a major issue. I just don't. But when we're going to talk about major issues, that's one of the things that I've hit on a couple of times, right? And for those of you that aren't aware, this is and it also an important month <laughs> for the uh, Protestants out there uh, that are of the uh, Reformed bent, right? The Presbyterian Reformed Church, right? Uh, Doug Wilson, he, he does a whole series of things this whole month, Uh I'm trying to remember what the uh, actual terminology he uses. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Give me a second here. Sorry, I don't know how I could forget that. <laughs> no quarter November. <laughs> Basically, his premise is, is that, look, 11 months out of the year, I'm a nice guy. And I, you know, parse everything out. And I offer for lots of uh, forgiveness in my statements, in my um, blog and different sermons and whatever else. And we just quit doing that in November. We get real spicy. Well, in honor of that, I, I think I think I'm going to follow suit. I'm going to have, I don't know if I'm going to do it on Friday. I think I'm going to do Fridays, right? There'll, there'll be uh, uh, no nonsense Friday. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't dreamed that up yet. But again, the idea is, is that if you're going to be a conservative and if you're going to be constantly compromising, if you're going to constantly be giving in to what the culture wants, at some point, you've got to be willing to say, no, that's enough. You've got to be willing to push back. You know, and Doug Wilson, love him or hate him. He, he's a solid, uh, what I would call boomer con. And I don't see that as an insult, though. Some people that I know and follow think it is. I, I think that's the least we can ask out of a, a pastor, right? To do a good job, lead his flock, and stand firm on the word, and push back on some of this cultural nonsense. Uh, I wish we could get a few more of those in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, It is what it is. (laughs) Again, you should go check it out. He does his uh, thing at the blog and May blog. And uh, North Quarter November can be found on YouTube, at least (laughs) until they boot them again. Who knows? Again, look. I'm not going to probably ever be uh, good with the idea of a pedo baptism. For those of you who don't know, that means child baptism um, practiced by the majority, apparently, of the Protestant sects, as well as the Orthodox, the Catholic, the Oriental, 
and uh, the Coptic churches. And my understanding of what that means is entirely different than theirs. And in no way, shape, or form does that mean I don't believe that there are plenty of good Christian brothers that subscribe to any of those particular branches of our faith. But it is kind of a big deal. That's not something that you can just gloss over um, as far as where you're going to participate. That being said, we move. Technology, you gotta love it. All right, so we've had lots of fun in the last few days. Uh, the technology I'm using is getting old. <sighs> Got to upgrade it. All right, so I dropped off shortly after I was talking about the uh, form of baptism, and uh, you know what? What does that mean? I don't. I don't think it's an exclusionary thing anymore. I did joke with a few people I know that you know technically I'm an Anabaptist being twice baptized, right? So that being said, I kind of lost track where I was, to be quite honest with you. And I I don't want to ruin this, but on the flip side, we're looking at all sorts of situations that, that lead me to believe that the culture informs everything more than the people that ought to be informing it. And for me, that that's kind of an issue, right? We've got the celebration of death that I've kind of went through a little bit, right? And, you know, it's huge business, right? I mean, it may even surpass Christmas at some point. Although I was in a couple of stores today, they're already rolling out the Christmas stuff. I mean, they're just glossing right over Thanksgiving. I mean, and I know this is common practice. And I guess ostensibly because Thanksgiving is still seen as a somewhat religious holiday where they have completely secularized Christmas to where it's almost meaningless at this point, Right. I mean, between the Hallmark movies, <laughs> boy, I can't even watch those anymore, uh, to just the, the whole thing, it becomes meaningless. And that's because I think that the Christianity no longer informs the culture. The culture is informing the churches. We started with the celebration of death. We talk about how we've glossed over and we've begun to entertain people that are mentally ill as you know, we're affirming their decisions. You're going to destroy your body by doing this, but we're going to affirm you. Huh? No, we, we, if you can't speak with truth, even if it has got love, if you can't speak with truth, we're failing. And the fact that, you know, I'm some guy, (laughs) I don't have a seminary degree. I've got a bachelor's degree in political science and history. I can watch what's going on and see some of this stuff playing out. And we've always heard the argument that you shouldn't use the slippery slope discussion. That's a fallacy. At what point does it cease to be a fallacy? How many more things have to happen before we admit that no, it's actually not a fallacy. It's kind of a proven track record here. I've used the analogy that when the SCOTUS made the decision that well, you know, two dudes want to get married, that the next thing we would know, we would have, you know, everything else under the sun. We're already there. Everything else under the sun is in front of us day and night. And well, the churches, <laughs> they don't know what hit them. Hey, they're still preaching the gospel. You know, they're real careful. to. They've redefined what becomes gospel issues at this point, right? Um, you got to make sure that you genuflect in front of the right group of people and say everything's okay with you no matter what you do because, well, we love you. That's now a gospel issue. And we need to repent for things that we never did. 
And we need to pay a penance for things that we never did. In fact, let's just go ahead and bill us for something that our grandparents or our great-grandparents or our great-great-grandparents may have done at some point in the past. That doesn't gloss over the horror of history, right? There are lots of horrible things that have happened in history, but quite frankly, I'm not responsible for any of them. I'm responsible for what I've done. I might technically be responsible for some of the thing that my some of the things that my daughters have done or my wife has done, but as a general rule, I can't be held for responsible for something that happened before I was ever born. Unless of course you're a modern leftist, progressive, communist, or a progressive church pastor, uh, you know, then of course you're guilty for everything that happened before. Now, if you're talking purely on the spiritual spiritual side of things, yeah, we're all guilty because Adam and Eve sinned. Get it? Yeah, we're we're guilty in the eyes of God, but we're not necessarily guilty in the eyes of man. There's two different things going on here, two different scenarios playing out, and we're convoluting the problem. If you doubt me, just look at the places where slavery still exists, where everybody just turns a blind eye and it's accepted part of life. It's not in Europe. It's not in North America. Honestly, it's probably not technically even most of Central America that's okay with that. I would I would guess that most of the Christian even if they're even culturally Christian countries in Africa and Asia, well, there really aren't any in Asia. Let's just say Africa. They don't go for that either. Australia, right? Let's say the former British Empire, all those areas, they're kind of done with that. But the areas where that didn't happen, that the Christianization courtesy of the Western civilization, that's all perfectly legit and find how they can do that. You know, I, I could make this a giant riff on the religion of peace, but quite frankly, there's other people that do a better job at it than I could. And I'll just say that, you know, I, I know more than one person that uh, ascribes to that belief. I don't know how devout they are. And honestly, the more devout they are, the more concerned I would be. But again, that devotion can get easily manipulated if they fear for their own lives. And I can't blame them for that. Let's talk about what is Christianity brought to the world? Well, some would say war. Eh, I don't buy that. Some would say um, sectarianism. Okay, fine. That's fair, right? We, we all divide up. Oh, but wait a minute. They do that in Islam too. Pretty sure the Hindus do it. I don't know about the Buddhists. Everybody's got their own thing, right? And then throw in the idea that certain people want to be in control or have power over other people. And that gets really interesting and really dicey. Oh, and guess what? People lie and they cheat and they steal too. All of that, by the way, is condemned. It's not acceptable, not appropriate behavior under the auspices of Christianity. Now I understand um, certain other faiths find it perfectly legitimate to lie and cheat and deceive other people to advance their faith. Pretty sure Jesus looks down on that. Just, just saying those faiths have to deal with their own shortcomings. I'm not going to make them feel guilty for something that they perhaps didn't do, but if they follow their own faith, 
directives, that's kind of something squirrely there. It's kind of questionable there. Let's be honest. There's a reason why Western culture was very successful and very good. And it's only when we've tilted into the post-Christian world, right? The negative world, if you will, the full-on clown world that we're in now where we've rejected our Christianity and we've got most of our leaders going back to our pre-Christian roots, right? The paganism. And what does that paganism bring? Oh, that's right. Worship of death. So now let's see, how does this connect? Halloween is now the second largest holiday that we celebrate. The most, second most amount of money is spent on that. And it basically celebrates death. Now, your average suburban housewife, she's going to argue with me. She's going to disagree. I get it, respectfully. You, what you do is not the same thing as what the premise of Halloween is. We don't even have to get into the full-on crazy that's going on in the celebration of that stuff. But just look at the difference. A baby sent to earth that grows up to be the savior versus dead bodies versus skeletons versus all sorts of mm, creatures real and imagined that are all negative. Funny how that works. As an interesting aside, you know, Dracula's based off of the real life person of Vlad the Impaler. And Vlad had an interesting childhood having essentially been captured and um, <laughs> abused in a pederast courtesy of the Ottomans. And again, don't trust me. Don't believe me. Go look it up for yourself. Go do your own research and prove it out. And if I get a minor detail wrong, I don't waste my time. But if I if I've got something major wrong or I or I've misunderstood or conflated details here, feel free to beat me up. But my understanding is the guy's captured. He spends some time being abused, and when he gets home, and he's part of the Order of the Dragon, and he basically takes his righteous cause to fighting the Ottomans. And he was kind of bloodthirsty. Just saying. If you had that childhood, you'd probably be a little messed up too. That doesn't justify his actions, but it makes them at least somewhat understandable. And honestly, while we're on the subject, it seems like every movie, every villain has their actions justified now. Every villain is actually a victim before they became a villain. I'm not really sure how we got to that point because I imagine even Vlad the Impaler Paler would argue that he did what he thought was right to protect his land, to protect his people. And under the guise of being at war. It's only in the West that we believe there are rules for war. It's only in the West, you know, our idea of civilization values civilians, values quote unquote innocent women and children, which is basically anybody not wearing a uniform. Honestly, the rest of the world doesn't see it that way. The rest of the world fully understands that if you leave the women behind, they will repopulate again. They will create another army that they have to face. There's historical information that indicates that that's actually one of the things that when an invading army comes in, they go and take advantage of those women. And the ones they let survive perhaps birth children that are no longer from their <laughs> birth country. 
The English did it to the Irish. The English did it to the Scottish. The Germans did it to the Poles. The Russians did it to the Poles and the Germans. And I'm sure the Germans did it to the Russians as well. And let's not forget the Lithuanians that were in there. And if you consider that the Franks and the Germans are actually both part of the Holy Roman Empire and were both Frankish of sorts, they did it to each other multiple times. And then throw in the fact that there's Benelux in between there, and they probably suffered a fate not dissimilar to the Poles. And this has played out on and on and on. And I don't know enough about Chinese history that I won't even go down that path. And I can only imagine what happened in tribal Africa or what goes on right now. This is all considered normal behavior. But when you have a Christian civilization, that stuff's supposed to stop. That stuff's not supposed to be tolerated. And it was only under the auspices of the crazy Nazis or the, well, the communists that reject Christianity and everything else that those things were tolerated and encouraged. That's not to say it doesn't happen, but typically the people that do that are punished when they're caught. Typically. There's a whole lot of things that shouldn't be acceptable, that should be restrained, if for just only Western civilization. But there is no Western civilization without Christianity. And Christianity informed the culture it informed the civilization and now we're past that right we we've got the majority even maybe at this point of the young people that reject the idea that there is a creator god that there is a way to salvation and we really don't have anybody to blame but ourselves but look at what's playing out in front of us look at what's happening in front of our very eyes of the destruction of civilization as a whole Just today, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and we were talking about the idea of the generation after me, right? I'm Gen X, so there's the millennials, and then there's Gen Z. How many of these, they're not kids anymore. I mean, at this point, millennials are adults, and they're starting to have their own kids, and well, they do have their own kids, and then Gen Z is darn near adult across the board at this point. How many of these people can actually take care of themselves? Now, I know that blows back on the boomers and myself. Uh, we were the original latchkey kids, you know, is what they tell us. I know boomers that technically were, but there's a total separation there. I spent a lot of time with my daughters. I, I know a lot of, you know, other parents that are my age that, you know, invest in their kids. But honestly, we did all the hard stuff. We didn't make because most because we didn't want to wait. We didn't have time. We're hard charging. Let's get it done. I wonder if we did all of our kids, the entire generation, a disservice at this point. Yeah, we didn't make you do the hard stuff, but now you don't know how to get your hands dirty. I wonder how many young men out there can't even change a spare tire anymore. Or can't change the tire out to put the spare on, I should say. I mean, it was an accepted rite of passage to learn how to change the oil in your car before you started driving it. I made both of my daughters take off each wheel and put it back on and properly tighten it. And they learned the process prior to being able to drive the vehicle they were in. I showed them where the spare tire was at. And how many parents actually do that now? I mean, it, it's easy to outsource that, right? And that's part of the problem in our country right now. We've outsourced so many things, but again, it's our culture. We don't have time. We don't want to invest in it. Now, if Christianity were to truly be in forming civilization, and that civilization were informing the culture, we would see the value 
of investing in the next generation. We would see the value of not celebrating death. We would see the value of making the most of what you have in front of you and encouraging people to think about the future. So I, I'm aware this, this episode's kind of been all over the place and it's honestly a whole hundred percent stream of consciousness because there's just a lot of things going on right now and they just don't make sense. I mean, in what world does the United States think it's a good idea to get involved in not one, not two, but potentially three or four wars? In what world did we want to conscript our men and apparently now our women to go fight in a war that we really have no vested interest in the outcome either way? Now, I'm not suggesting there's not one side that's better than the other. I'm not suggesting that there aren't right causes potentially on both sides of all these different equations. But at what point are we going to sacrifice our families, our our children, our, our brothers, our sisters, our cousins? Why? Why are we doing this? And keep in mind, this is all going on in the context of a border on the south that we refuse to do anything about. And I'm not even going to talk about that northern border. Do you think, do you think this is a positive outcome? This is a net good. Are you confident that we're going to continue to do well? I'm very concerned that (laughs) we're drifting towards a death spiral. Now that doesn't mean we're all going to die. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. And honestly, the outcome might be our government dies. I wouldn't lose sleep over the feds calling it a day and realizing they've messed it up so bad that they can't ever fix it. I mean, it's plausible, not likely, but it's plausible that that's the outcome. So what does that mean? You know, I've gone through all this stuff for 20 some odd minutes. What does this mean? It means we have to think about the future. It means we need to have a positive way forward. It means we need to understand that there's a whole lot of other stuff going on here that are way beyond our control. But what can we fix? What can we deal with? I've talked about this for a long, long time. Brian McClanahan talks about this. Think local, act local. We've got a lot of stuff right here out our back door that we can make a difference with. We can pour into our next generation. We can pour into our grandkids. I don't have any yet, but maybe someday. And we can make a difference right here, right now. We can impart the Christianity and the civilization aspects into our current culture. We can reject the celebration of death. We can reject the celebration of destroying bodies. We can reject the latest version of perversion that's come on down the road. We can do all those things because those are things that are within our control. I don't encourage you to fret or be concerned about things that you cannot fix, that you cannot change. Focus on the things right in front of you. Have a dialogue with your neighbor, with your friends, with your extended family. Determine right here, right now, what are you going to do? That's all we can do. We can change the culture. We can push back. If our pastors aren't going to do it, we need to do it. If our political leaders can't or won't do it, then we can do it. We need to stop waiting. We need to start acting. I know it was kind of a little odd odd episode today and it did get chopped up thanks to technology issues but guess what tomorrow we'll be back 
We'll be going through another book and we'll think about the future. And with that, this has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.